good. Who's that handsome devil down there? Dakota. That's why I'm on this side of the table. Hey, how's it going? It's a little better now. Yeah, we're rocking and rolling. Okay. Bam. Okay, so I mean, uh, just looking over some of your lifts, if we're going to do a little bit of an intro. A 937-pound squat with wraps and a 900 squat without wraps. So we're, yep. we're, we're inching in on a 1,000-pound club yourself. Yeah. Um, a 573 raw bench, a 793 raw dead, just inches away from an 800-pound club raw dead. Yeah, I was. I might have had 800 in me that meet, but uh, I was just going for the 2303 total, so played it safe. And how much is that in kilos? The the total. Uh-oh. One second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a meat head. Remember. That's. <laughs> it's a thousand forty-five. Woo, okay, so I was just gonna say that that seems like it'd be over the thousand-pound club for total in kilos. No shit. So you are going to you're gonna be at this U.S. Open that everybody's talking about. Tons of hype on this thing. Yeah, that that means. There's a lot of hype behind it, man. There's a lot of money involved. And yeah. It's something that none of us has ever dealt with. You know, a lot more pressure than any of us have ever dealt with. And uh, I'm excited. I mean, I'm not going there with any expectations other than to just to do the best I can. I mean, we saw what happened in Australia. Um, you know, big-name guys didn't perform, you know, and uh, that's what, I guess the travel and I guess all the, the money and everything else just kind of pressure was new. So I'm trying to go into Gracie's meet with a level head and not really expect anything. That way if I have a good day, you know, it could pay off. And if I have a bad day, you know, it's, it's at least I got to compete with some of the best in the world, you know? Yeah, and that's the thing with like, with powerlifting, man. You you watch on Instagram and you see some people posting some big numbers, but when it comes meet day, all bets are off. Like everything from a guy cuts weight, to bad sleep, bad whatever, a bad peak. It happens right. all the time. Or, you know, it's everything, you know, money, it's just all, uh, it's easy to hit a PR at your own gym on yeah. the day you feel good. Yeah. It's different to say, hey, in uh, eight weeks, I need you to be your strongest okay. on this day. It's like, okay. Yeah, yeah. So who are you, who are you looking out for come the U.S. Open in your class? Because you, you would have to compete with, so I guess there's my a class. Is, my class is stacked. Here. Yeah. It's, uh, <clears throat> I'm really excited to be on the platform with Andre Mahalochev. Obviously, for many reasons. Uh, yeah, I don't, plan on beating, I don't plan on beating him. <laughs> 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 I'm embarrassing myself. Um, uh, then the super heavyweight, the whole division stacked, dude. David Douglas and I, you know, he'll be up there again. He's oh, always beast. strong. The beast, yeah. Um, he's always coming Jake with a big bench. Big YSC. He's, he's stronger than fucking sleeves. I'm curious to see. <laughs> How he handles the transition to raps because, as we know, raps is a whole different game. Yeah. You know? And then, uh, lost there. My coach Chad Smith. Hey, him and I will be going head to head. Is he doing your programming? Because for forty k, I don't know if I trust him. Right? When forty k is on the table, dude, he's doing my programming, man. And uh, oh no, don't do it. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just I got faith in him. I, I feel he's a good guy. Yeah, he'll be like, I'll do your program. It might bite me in the ass, but <laughs> That's right, that's right. Don't just, don't let him handle you, put it that way. Don't right, let right, him... right, he's not even handling. My wife does all my handling. There you go, there you go. Um, yeah. And then, so we have that, and then we have the LA Fit Expo coming up on January 7th. Yeah, that's the one I'm prepping for right now. I'm currently five weeks out from. Uh, that will be in sleeves only, um, no wraps. So, uh, again, I mean... Because my last meet, you know, obviously I didn't perform, and it, it's I got I put a little bit of pressure on myself, and I'm trying not to, but I'm excited to get back out there, you know, and get back on the platform. You know, obviously it's what I do, and I haven't been on a platform in a year, other than nationals and um, in Vegas, but uh, all I hit was my opener and missed, and was done. So yeah, yeah. And what do you? I'm think, excited. And what do you think, like in terms of um, the price, especially with 40k? Do you think that's what it is? Is it's going to come down to who can almost maintain a level head. Because 40K, people are going to try to push themselves. And that's when it'll really be, you'll have favorites. And we all know there's favorites in there. But 
with 40 Keenan Tebow, some people are going to try to push a little, like extend themselves. And even if you're a favorite and you miss a couple lifts, another guy stays in his wheel, stays in his box, and it's right. 9 for 9, 8 for 9. Well, I think that we all kind of have an idea which guys are going to be the top runners. And I think out of those guys, whoever can put together the most attempts will win. So, you know, whoever goes 9 for 9, whoever goes 8 for 9, I think that's the guy that's going to win. You know, I mean, you got to remember it's from Kilo or uh, Wilkes combination. So, yeah. you got freaks like Wheels and Kevin Oak and all yeah. these other guys that are in the 242s and 220s. And yeah. they're Wilkes. They're in the 600s, you know, in the Wilkes. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be a – I mean, it's just going to be an exciting day, man. Everyone out there, like I said, it's whoever can keep the best composure, uh, whoever's going to um, not miss is going to win. Hey, this is one of those competitions where with this kind of money on the line, whoever handles you – I mean, there's a lot of pressure. If they're – you know, you got 60 seconds and you're going to choose the attempt and there's 40 flipping K, afterwards you're going to be like, dude, I had another – Five to ten k kilos of me, like you, you, you know. But at least it's your wife, so. Man. <laughs> no, but I, I think a handler would be. It's a tough job to handle somebody in that situation, right? Because a guy could be like, "Look, at I hit that, and I thought I think I had twenty more pounds in me." Um, so that's where it'll be tough as a handler. You really, it's good at your wife because she probably knows you through and through. That's yeah, where it, she, you know. And we'll into it with a plan. You know, she'll know either plan A or plan B. You know, and yeah. uh, it's all how I feel and how weight moves. So, and then uh, well, we'll plan C whenever it have to happen. But you know what I mean? Like, it is what it is. We'll have a plan. We'll have two sets of numbers, and we'll just go based on uh, how weight's moving, how I feel that day. I mean, like you said, anything could happen. I mean, last year on the way to the LA Fit Expo, I shit my pants on the way there. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> were, you, were you just like, were you that nervous or what? Yeah, I can't even explain it, man. I don't know what the fuck it was. I hadn't put down and getting meals. Uh, you know, the fucking PEDs are at the highest and yeah. wasn't sleep. I was we're driving from, I was staying at my dad's house who, he lives in Orange County, which is uh, about an hour outside of LA, maybe less, half hour. So I'm at his house. We're driving and bumping up for traffic to LA to go compete. And I was like, shit, I gotta pull over and piss. So, <laughs> But it wasn't just a piss. <laughs> yeah, pull over and piss. I mean, mind you, I'm in my singlet. Oh, I shit. Of taking a piss. And then uh, I thought it was a fart, dude. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I look over at my, Yeah, I looked over at my wife and I was like, oh, I just shit my pants. She's like, oh, you did it. <laughs> And this is the worst. <laughs> this is the worst about it. So, this was the this is beginning of last year, 2016, correct? So that's a good start to the year, right? Year, <laughs> it was the first year that USPA implemented the rule that you had to wear tidy whities. Ah, <laughs> of course it was. Of course it was. So I'm wearing these fucking tidy whities, and then my wife didn't bring in the extra, just one pair of me buying. So I was like, well, what the fuck do I do? So I, you know, I'm like sitting with my ass hanging out my truck. And I pulled up to a gas station and I uh, went to that bathroom and did what I can, dude. Old school See, stuff, uh, old school little cleaning method. <laughs> <laughs> Cleaned them up. The guys doing the, the equipment checks. Like, Jesus fucking Jesus. You <laughs> go through. So bad that day. There wasn't. There's no way no one smelled me that day. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow. Things can only go up on this this time around, right? Yeah, I mean, the, the last meet didn't go as, as planned, but at least I didn't shit my pants. <laughs> that's so, right, that's right. It was an upgrade. <laughs> that's right. How many of those tiny whiteies are you bringing in now? Yeah, you bringing a pack oh, now. No. You wear three or four now. Fuck it. So there's any other super heavyweights that you don't know where, you know where to go. That's off. right. You'd be selling for five bucks a pot. Make <laughs> a little coin there. Playing tiny whiteies. That's right. <laughs> Bring it out. So I guess we'll back it up a, a minute and just how long have you been competing in powerlifting? Just a little bit of a background. Not that long. Um, I did my first competition in April of 2013 uh, at a local meet. Um, I didn't know anything about powerlifting. Uh, I'd always lifted weights, you know, growing up. Since I was 12 years old, I've been hitting the weights. So um, my old man had a weight set in the garage for me. So I always lifted at that until I was old enough to go to the commercial gyms and then Went to the commercial gyms and always wanted just to be the strongest guy, you know. So I was always just interested in strength. Um, been playing football, that obviously helped me. Yeah. I was always I was always one of the stronger guys on the team. 
then after I got done with school and football, I was working out in San Diego and training at a 24-hour fitness. You know, bench pressing 500 pounds. Jesus. Personal gym, bouncing it, though, obviously. <laughs> That's really deadlifting. When I would deadlift, I would do, like, six plates with scraps for, like, sets of five. So, I mean, I, I just naturally was strong, you know. Mm-hmm. I never squatted to death, you know. Obviously, I was such a bro lifter. Squat high. <laughs> put six or seven plates on there and think I was fucking badass. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. Anyways, I came across some local guys that were uh, a couple cops that did powerlifting as well, and they kind of invited me in their circle. And next thing you know, like two months later, we found a meet and drove all the way up to, uh, where was it, in Fresno, which is like northern California, about an eight-hour drive from where I was living. Did this meet, one best overall. I did a total... 1703 raw, um, oh, with like a 606 squat, a 451 bench, and I think a 644 deadlift. Mind you, that was just for two months of benching with a pause, deadlifting without straps, yeah, you know, squatting. Uh, I didn't, I didn't do any of that. So I did that. That qualified me for Worlds in Vegas, which is uh, the USPA Worlds out there. It's not that big of an event, but um, it's a cool one. I thought it was cool at the time. So I came out here to Vegas and uh, did a meet, and I, I think I totaled like 1896 or something like that, my next meet a couple months later. After that, I got invited to the LA Fit Expo, and that's where I was competing against like Brandon Lilly, Darren Green, guys like that. So those are guys who were way out of my league. Threw you in and, with uh, the Sharks quick, man. What's that? You were thrown in with the Sharks quick, man. Yeah, I was, I was completely terrified for that meet. And, uh, and then it was in sleeves. I'd only done wraps before. So, and then that was when uh, Brandon actually uh, hurt his knees. I'm sure you guys all seen that yeah. video. Yeah. And um, I had squatted right before him, and thank God it was my final attempt, and I didn't have to go again. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, because that was pretty brutal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then, I, don't, I don't know. There's something about that day, and then just being on that platform and all those people, and I just decided that it's something I really wanted to fucking pursue at a high level. And, see how good I can get at it and ever since then I've been doing all my own programming uh, trial and error trial and error um, figured out what worked for me and then got myself up to a 22-15 raw total and that's when I, I met Chad Smith at a meet yeah. and he uh, he offered to coach me and been with him ever since and I've uh, just been doing nothing but getting stronger and stronger and uh, so yeah, uh, does Chad, do, does Chad do your uh, programming now, or you still do your own programming? Or No, he does all my programming now. Um, I find that when you have someone else doing it for you, it's easier, like they hold you more accountable, and yes. it's easier to push yourself. Like when I do my own, like if I don't feel good, I'm not going to fucking go to the Yeah, <laughs> of course. I sit at home, I'm going to smoke some fucking weed, and I'm going to watch <laughs> Exactly. And then... Yeah, and when you when you hand in your numbers, you do like a weekly check in. If you go a little too all out, and he's like, "Dude, pull it back. You're not gonna peak if you do this." Like that's the problem with a lot of lifters. You feel good. You're like, "I'm gonna crush it today." I'm feeling. Good. You almost have like a mock meet at the gym if you don't watch yourself. Sometimes you need a guy. Sometimes you, you, the guy's got to whip the horse. Sometimes the guy's got to pull back on the reins of the horse, and that's where it helps to have a coach. Absolutely. That's for me. It's you can't say it better. I mean, literally, there's nights where I'm like kind of out of my mind. I'm like, fuck this. I'm pushing it. Like, let's throw more weight on. Chad's so like, remember, you have to squat on Friday. Like, <laughs> it's not over today. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you're right. Maybe we should stop here. And, uh, yeah. There'll be other times where I'm looking for any excuse not to do it. You know? Yeah. The whole way. This is stupid. Chad's trying to sabotage me. <laughs> <laughs> There's 40. I know he wants that fucking money. Looking <laughs> five by eight? Are you kidding me? That's I'm not doing right. That's right. What a fucking sport. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, then I do them and I feel great, you know, and it's all for a reason. Yeah. So, Chad, how, how, how long Chad, have you known Chad? Chad been doing a lot more volume than I've ever done. Before yeah. Chad, I used to train real similar to the Lily Bridges, real heavy every other week um, type of shit and a lot of bodybuilding accessory movements. And then when I got with Chad, it's the compound movements, but a ton of fucking reps and it's yeah. going to work with them. Which makes more sense because practice what you're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So do you do? Do you prefer um, based off your one rep max percentages, or do you like the RPE style of programming? 
Okay, well, we do a little bit of both. Um, certain movements we'll do RPE, like leg press, like accessory movements and shit, you know, yeah. that are real important, you know, but um, or board presses for bench and military, maybe. Just accessory movements or do RPEs, but for the most part, I like to have a number in mind. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just kind of better for me. It's I, If I uh, go off an RPE, I mean, that could be so many different areas, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know how motivated I am that minute. I can see a good video. <laughs> like, look it, we're going, you know. And yeah. Ten minutes to be out of it. Do you do a lot of partials, like block pulls and board presses? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I do every week. Or oh, I'm sorry, not every week. Uh, every month. So the way my my training is, it's basically like a three week with the, with the deload. So it's like one month blocks. Yeah. So within that three weeks, the first deadlift week is usually my heavy from the floor, regular deadlift. The next week will be deficits, lighter, a lot of uh, a lot of singles, uh, you know, time singles and shit to work on technique. And then the following week is usually heavier or medium to heavier block pulls. Which, um, if you watch my videos, I use a lot of wagon wheels. The um, yeah, yeah, thing, which is emulating basically a four-inch block pull. So okay. And then I have a deload week where I just kind of play with my dick and do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to get too fat. That's it. So how much do you weigh right now? Uh, right now I'm, like, I'm waking up in between 355 and 360. So you never have to cut. Have you ever had to cut? You ever? Oh well, yeah, actually. My wife will tell you about it when we first met. When I first when I used to compete, I used to compete in the 275 division and. Uh, I was like 290, 295, relatively jacked, um, and uh, I would cut to 275, and then when I was around 320, I cut to 308 a couple times, and yeah. then um, then once I hit that 340, 350, it's like, there's no point. Yeah, yeah it's getting too <laughs> far. Like, yeah. Right. It's okay, I can't see my dick, it ain't that big anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's one variable that like you don't have to deal with in terms of a cut that's one way you can have a shitty day is a bad cut you know you cut too much water or the diet's not on point and when that that's gone and you can just eat as much as you want at least it's something you don't have to worry about well it's like it's I, I love it when everyone's bitching and crying I'm like sitting over here fucking eating pasta and yeah donuts. yeah like, yeah <laughs> like you guys kind of wait for you're supposed to be strong and happy <laughs> <laughs> yeah you want to get lean? Play some fucking trend and stop being a pussy. <laughs> stop being a pussy. So you, have you, uh, so you compete in raps. Have you ever competed in like multiply or single ply or just raw with raps? Oh no, I'm married, bro. I'm not. I'm not homosexual. <laughs> That's part of fair. Fair. Okay. We. <laughs> gotcha. So with. Do you prefer, do you like the raps on? I guess you're used to raps. And with the U.S. With the I US fucking hate raps, dude. I hate all gear, man. If I had it my way, it would just be fucking bare knee, no belt, training, and dude. lifting heavier. I, don't, I just don't like it. Like, the belt fucks me up. I don't, I don't even wear a belt when I deadlift. I'm sure you guys have seen. Um, when I wear it, when I squat, like, Chad has me put it on around 10 weeks out. And for the first two to three weeks, my squats are terrible because they just... I fucking hate it. It just hurts. Why, why is that? Oh, you sound like the way it digs in, or? I guess I'm just too fucking fat, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Be <laughs> honest, why don't you? Don't hold back. Yeah, You're reserved. I think yeah, the way I'm built just fucking weird. And, like, now I'm, I'm used to it now because I've been wearing it for the past few weeks. But even so, like, on my back, on my back down sets or on my medium days, I don't wear it when I squat. And I squat so much better. And I hit the hole better. And. I come out of the hole, I've my technique's better, I don't know, I just fucking hit the belt. But, like, so I'll do heavy walkouts with, like, 955. So, I walked out 975 before without a belt, and I thought I was going to fucking crush, so. Yeah. I guess you need it for the real heavyweight, you know? So, if you, what's, like, some, have you gotten some bad injuries that really, you know, because you moved some I've massive few, weights. I've had quite a few close calls, man, where it was like, oh. And uh, like my whole gym fucking puckered up for a couple of days. You know? <laughs> I mean, the owner comes out. The owner comes and just wanted to see what my reaction was. You know. The owner's <laughs> running around like this. This man needs to sign a waiver. <laughs> Real quick. Right, right. And it's been a couple times, but um, 
major injuries? Knock on fucking wood. I've been lucky, dude. I've been fortunate. Nothing major. Uh, obviously, small injuries are part of the game. Like, yeah. I, there's never been a meet that I've done where I haven't been hurt. Something hurts, you know, whether yeah. tendonitis, shoulder, quad tendon, knee, hip. I mean, fucking name it. You're growing. Everything. Something always fucking hurts. Yeah. And it's like, what? Just what can hurt the least amount? You know what I mean? To where you can still train hard. Like, that's how you gotta kind of maintain it. But, uh, yeah, I've been lucky. I, I've, uh, I mean, I'm sure you guys saw my 900 squatting sleeves. Yeah. My first, my first attempt, I tried to lunge it. Um, I don't know what that was about. <laughs> okay. That's a ballsy oh, move. Chad's like, did uh, I put 900 pound lunges in this program? Right. <laughs> I was all, and it might be like a PR, like a world record. In <laughs> That's right. That's right. You know what? You might, you got a point, man. You got a point. <laughs> I was all jazzed up, dude, and fucking hit the nose fork a little too hard. And I had a couple pro strongmen in my gym and a couple pro powerlifters, Eric's photo, Sanford, you know, guys like that, they come out sometimes and, I was just fired up when I dropped. I just it too quick. The bar like it, I've never seen it whip. And when I got to the hole, it just all came forward. And then uh, I, I, I thought that I was going over. And I took a step forward, caught myself. Oh shit! It seemed like it, seemed like it was minutes. I'm like, where the hell are these guys? <laughs> and that's and that's a problem. I replay the video. It was quick, man. They were they were right there on it. So that's a problem. And, uh, if everybody's oh, running for if I mean, oh, go ahead. I was filming with uh, Dusty Hanshaw, IFPB Pro, and uh, we were filming a video for muscular development when I did that. So I, I, I filmed a 900. Before I even got it back on the rack, I was telling them I'm doing it again, and then everyone was kind of shaking their head, like, uh, maybe maybe save it for another day. And, uh, I was like, nope, doing it again right now. And then I uh, looked over at Stan, and Stan was like, just descend a little slower. You got a little too fast on that. Yeah. Literally took a couple minute breath and you know I got ready and fucking unracked it. When I, I don't know what it was the second time when I unracked it, it felt like there was no weight on the bar. It was just one of those crazy adrenaline rushes and stepped back and fucking smoked it. And after I racked it, I was pretty confident that I could have gone, gone for like a 940 squat at nationals at my peak. But obviously I didn't get a chance to showcase it. So we, you always walk out even in mono lifts your squats, right? No matter what. Why is that? Why, why, just to get a feel for the weight, or why is that? Why? Because that's the way the existing records are, and that's the way it should be. It's not fair for us new guys coming up using fucking monoliths and squatting fucking high, and you know, or using three meter wraps. These and these wraps are way different now, you know. And you know, guys are doing it now, breaking existing records when it's not the same lift. Like if yeah. you don't walk it out. It's not a fucking squat. It's not a, it's not a full squat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the monolift is a great training tool. Overload weight, use bands. If you have like some kind of injury, or but you can still get some good work in with the monolift. I totally agree with it. I think it's a great training tool. I just don't see any place for it for competition. I think competition, it should be two-step, the way that everyone else had to do it. You know, we shouldn't get any special privileges just because technology's advanced a little. People could say, oh, you can get hurt, you can get hurt, but those straps on a monolith are fucking low. I don't know what, are they, they ain't going to catch me. I'm going to explode. I don't know what the difference is. It won't hurt anyone's feet if it hits the floor. But, uh, yeah, no, I always will walk it out. Even when I do, when I go to Australia, well, I was supposed to be in Australia this year. Medical issues had to pull out, but next year we're going to Australia. That's a monolith meet. I will walk it out there as well. It's just the way, I, the only way I'd be able to sleep and be comfortable with do you, my squat. Do you train with a partner a lot of the time, or do you train solo a lot? Solo. My, me and my wife, I mean, my wife, you know, helps me uh, load, load weights and everything, and then for the most part, like for bench, she can handle my bench spot, and then for squat spot, I don't really use a spotter unless I'm going really, really heavy. Because I like to have the option to dump it if I need to, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'll never dump the bar yeah. if I got guys behind me. But if there's no one behind me, dump that fucker and jump out of the way, you know? Dump that That's it, man. Dump the fucker like you caught it cheating on you, man. Yep. No shit, okay. And uh, so, I think we we're also going to ask you about uh, your 
prep in terms of like a day of a meet, your wife does your handling, your wife's probably your main trait. She does she she lift and compete as well? She does not compete, she lifts, but um she loves helping, you know, and she's she loves doing all that side of it to where she feels that if she didn't meet, it would just kind of take away from the whole experience from her. Like she wouldn't have fun doing that, you know. She enjoys helping and getting all excited and things like that, other than having all the pressure on herself. That's her excuse, at least. I mean, I, I, I mean why would I just say I try to pressure her to do one, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're talking about how the guys from back in the day had to walk out um, all their records, etc. Who was one of, or a couple of the guys from back in the day that inspired you, that you look up to, and you admire, that you want to be like? Kirk Kowalski, for sure. Is that right? The Captain Kirk? Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Watching his, I'll, I'll go through and watch his old squat videos um, before I squat. You know, like, I mean, granted, he was lifting single ply back then, but it was real shitty single ply. Yeah, a whole he, other he's just a fucking nut, dude. Like, he, he's kind of similar to me, you know, good squat, you know, good bench and not that great of deadlifts, but he, uh, when he scored a 1,002 for a double and was screaming at the guys to, don't touch it. He wants to fill the weight. I mean, my, my fucking little dick gets hard every time I see that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Have you met Captain Kirk? Yep. When did you meet him? Oh, no, I've not met him. I'm sorry. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, We're okay. trying to get him. We, uh, we have a podcast out here that we do. We're trying to get him on. Um, I don't know what the uh, deal with that is. I just know that he's a potential guest for the next few weeks. Tell us about your podcast real quick, too. Give a plug to your podcast. It's a Gear Up Powerlifting Edition. You can find it on iTunes or on uh, GearedUp.com. Um, it's just, you know, we just kind of talk about anything and everything. You know, you guys know how I am. Uh, BEDs, whatever. Whatever comes up, talk, we'll speak, talk about it. Speaking of BEDs, so what's some advice you would give because everybody in the mother watches the Instagram and um, they see a guy like like these jacked up dudes like Dan Green, Larry Wales, guys like you moving some crazy weight. And the next thing you know, you got these 16-year-olds turn into a bro at the gym trying to buy PEDs, right? What's some advice you would give in terms of like, like you could break it down for some of these guys who just don't know what they're doing? I just tell anyone that ever asks me about it, especially younger guys, I tell them, stay the fuck away from me, man. That's a... Uh, habit you don't want to have i mean and to say it's anything less than a habit would be a fucking lie because it's very addicting and it's um it sucks it, it hurts like like right now i'm five weeks out from the meet i should be feeling fucking great right of course i know i feel like shit why because i'm on orals and other shit that you gotta you know that we take and you don't need to take it i'm running a very low dose this time around compared to other meats mm-hmm. and i feel way better because of it but i feel great without it so it's just it's not what you think it is everyone thinks that steroids are some fucking crazy miracle drug except for guys that do them understand that it's not does it help of course it fucking helps I'm not sitting here saying that it doesn't help mm-hmm. but it's not the answer and if you if you become reliant on your drugs your training will suffer because then you'll just train less hard and say oh, I'll just take more drugs yeah. you know it's like kind of kind of like with gear that's what I feel gear does like when you're um like knee wraps, for example, in a squat. I've never missed the squat that was wrapped because I wasn't strong enough. Mm-hmm. I missed it because we didn't wrap the wraps tight enough or we didn't get them wrapped soon enough or something else. It was never because I'm not strong enough, you know what I mean? You just got to wrap better. Mm-hmm. So if you rely on drugs, mm-hmm. if you want to get stronger, you just got to take more drugs or yeah. take stronger drugs. And it's just a <laughs> shitty way to look at things, man. And unfortunately, most guys got to learn the hard way. I was one of those guys and... Um, I don't know. I just, uh, I don't recommend anyone starting if it's not something you're already doing. Is it expensive? <clears throat> How expensive is it, like, leading into a training camp? I mean, you're looking at upward between five to $10,000 with the drugs for uh, 18-week prep. I mean, it can get up to their own. No shit. It can be higher. It can be lower. Just, obviously, that's going to depend on the person. Um for me, most of my money goes to food, so that's <laughs> most important. Yeah, and that's the <laughs> truth, right? <clears throat> that's another thing that people don't understand. They think the drugs make you big. Like, they don't. It's, it's your caloric intake that's going to make you bigger. Like, guys look at me, and they want to, they wanna, you know, how do you get to 350 pounds? Well, you don't just take a bunch of steroids. Like, yeah. If you weigh 200 pounds and you take some steroids, you might be 215. You know, you yeah, might be yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you want to, you know, 
money in the three fifties, you got to fucking eat for like ten years. Yeah, <laughs> and that's you know it's funny you say that because uh, one of our guests uh, a couple weeks ago, Michael Morano, was saying like he's around one seventy, and uh, I mean he he's on all types of gear as well, and he was saying it's really hard for him to put on mass, and he obviously super strong dude. Lifts weights, so feels that easy just to bulk up because you're taking. It, you know, I mean, he, 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 you see a lot more guys. Oh, he, I know, I know, Mike. He's a good guy, and he, um, his problem is he's never going to get bigger because he likes to be lean and ripped. And he does like to be. He did like say he said that too. He's like, dude, I can't, I can't lose a six pack. Cool. It's like a mental disorder. Like it's like reverse <laughs> from the hair. It's a mental. So seriously, yeah. <laughs> Well, I always see myself as like skinny fat, like small. Like people are like, that's insane, you're 350 fucking five pounds. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah, still, I could be bigger, you know? Yeah. Guys like him, they start you know, themselves getting a little bit bigger and they think they're getting fat. That's you true. You know what I mean? That's true. They get more lean. It's just like a, it's like a fucking mental thing we all have. We're all retarded. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. No, I know exactly what you mean. I mean, even those other people in the service, they don't think, like, if I gain a little bit of weight, it does mess with you when you're a smaller dude. I you, I think to a certain point you accept I'm never going to be a 350 pound guy, so you go the other right. route. You know, and right. some people, some people like you said, they don't realize that like there is no magic pill that's going to make you a 350 pound super heavyweight. You're never you're not going to be a Brandon Allen or a freaking Chad Wesley Smith just because you're taking something. Right. <clears throat> right. Yeah. It's something happen. And then uh. People don't realize how long it takes to get used to being big like that. Like being over the world is not meant for over three hundred pounders. Like the world sucks. Like <laughs> bathrooms are small, hallways are small. It's always fucking hot. Yeah, like, it sucks. You know. So, so do you do you count actually your calories? Yeah. Do you do you do you have to eat certain amount just to be that big? I have been like that before in the past. I'm my body's at a stable weight right now to where. I just kind of eat when I feel like I know I need to, and I kind of have to hold back a little bit, otherwise it'd be a little too heavy. To where I maintain around 355, just living normal, eating my normal regular routine. What, what, and, what, uh, what in a normal day would you eat? Yeah, how many calories do you think you eat a day? It's kind of hard to tell because that's going to differentiate based on my body weight. Um, maybe I didn't answer the first question all the way through, but counting calories and things like that, like I've done in the past, I um, just weigh myself throughout the day. So if I'm light, I'll go eat a big lunch or a bigger meal, a heavier meal. If I'm heavy, I'll eat a smaller meal. You know what I mean? I just kind of maintain it that way. So I'm going to bed around 355 to 360. Yeah. And wake up. <clears throat> if, I, if I go to bed over 360, chances are I'm not going to sleep at all because my sleep apnea and everything else. And, oh, shit. But, right. If I go to bed under 355, I'll mentally go insane because I'll feel like I'm just deteriorating to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you look over to your wife like, how do you still love me? I'm so small. <laughs> Are you still... Sorry, I'm so skinny. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's my, my fucking man kid. He's like hanging all over and shit. So do you know how many calories you would eat a day, do you think? If you guess... Throw some big shit out there just for people to be like, whoa. Or, like, what, or, or what are you actually eating a day? Oh, I could put down over 10,000 in a big day. No, no shit. Okay, okay. That, that's the big, <clears throat> that's the number that all the big strong men use. Well, you gotta realize this. When I was trying to get bigger, it was like eight to 10,000 calories every single day. That's do that for one day and then eat 4,000 calories the next day, that's easy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It really is. Yeah. But to do it every fucking day, you yeah. wake up so bloated. Still from eating, then you gotta go eat two cups of oatmeal yeah. and a fucking steak. Yeah, like, the, you know, it, I'm glad you said it because some people do this 10,000 calorie challenge. This was no 10,000 one day challenge. This was your life. 10,000 every right. day to bulk up. Yeah, 10,000 a day is easy. Honestly, that really is. That's not hard to do. That's just a good day of eating fucking pizza and wing, you know? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, honestly, that's a, that's a normal Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot of people, yeah. Well, on a regular day, it's much less than that. I would say maybe around 4,500 to 5,000. Oh, no shit. And then there's days where I feel real heavy. I can eat less than that. But um, it's that's kind of rare. For the most part, it's around 45 to 5, I'd say. I eat a ton of red meat, and I eat um, 
Like, I don't eat fast food. Like, I'm not, I can't really eat, like, fast food burgers and shit. Other than, maybe, like, an In-N-Out burger. I don't know if you guys have heard of that before. But, no. anyway, it's, um, there's, I don't eat too much fast food. I eat a lot of, like, Chinese food, and I eat uh, a lot of subs. Like, uh, any sub place, I'll eat a sub every day, pretty much. Yeah, really? And this is our plan yeah. for a subway. <laughs> <laughs> well, subway, well, subway sucks. We got our house and other good places out here. And so, in terms of, uh, you were saying, like, in terms of PEDs, what, what do you use leading to a competition that's going to make you strong? Because not all of them make you stronger, right? Some of that shit, some people take is even bodybuilding style. That's not even right. going to help you because they don't know, they don't know different. Right. Yeah, they're, they're kind of the main ones for powerlifting and strength sports are gonna, always going to be, like, any testosterone-based, DECA, um, Trimbalone, and Anagirl and Evo. Those are kind of like the old... You know, milk and cookie legs, we know that works, you know, type of shit. Um, I, unfortunately, can't run trend. I haven't been able to do trend in over about two years now. Um, the side effects are too strong for me. Uh, it, it just kill, It kicks my ass. It makes me want to fucking die. The insomnia, paranoia, to cough. Either way, I, haven't, I can't do trend anymore, which sucks, because trend melts body fat, keeps you nice and tight. But on uh, the plus side, it makes you very dry as well. So I haven't, like, when I'm on trend, I usually get, like, little micro tears, like, all the time, or small strains. Being off trend for over two years now, I don't, I don't I haven't had any of that. Mm-hmm. So basically now, a typical dose for me, or a typical cycle leading to a meet, it's going to be testosterone and DECA. And then when I'm, uh, usually I try to wait till I'm about six weeks out, and that's when I'll introduce the orals. And that'll be T-ball and Amadrol. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that'll get higher and higher and higher as we get closer and closer to the meat. But for the most part, I keep it basic, you know, maybe a higher dose of testosterone and half a dose of that of um, DECA. That's kind of like all I really need. And I perform, I seem to perform well on it. And then, trust me, I've done it all. I've done large amounts. We're talking two, three, four grams um, where you can't even fucking find a place to stick it anymore because you're just a pincushion, you know. And uh, it's not any way to live, man. It sucks. And it doesn't fucking help that much. Like, we're talking percent, like a 1% difference. You know what I mean? And to yeah. feel that shitty, to put your body through that, and to spend all that fucking money just to feel like shit, you know, not worth it. When you're done powerlifting, you think you're going to be done with that too? I'll probably always run testosterone, well, I'm a low dose of testosterone, as like a testosterone replacement therapy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but for the most part, uh, when I'm done competing, yeah, oh, fuck, yeah. That's, like, my number one thing that, like, I talk about, my wife will vouch on it, too. Like, I can't wait till it meets over just so I can have that time of coming off all the drugs. And do you cycle off? Like, how do, do you just quit cold turkey, or do you, what do you do? For me, that seems to be the best way, just come off completely, because, obviously, I have a very addictive personality, and uh, I don't like to come off slowly, or, you know, it's very, for me, it needs to be dramatic, like a change, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, done, I'm fucking done, you know, and we'll stay done for a while until I start peaking up to the median, and then, like I said, start from low dosing to getting higher and higher and higher until game day. Should be, I mean, I'm around my highest, and then uh, the next day, cold turkey. Then you get blood work done, see where everything's at, watch how ridiculously high my testosterone <laughs> levels are, um, and then uh, wait around eight weeks, get blood work done again, see where you're at, and then determine your TRT dose based on that number from the weeks on what you need to maintain a healthy range. So who helps? Do you have someone who helps you almost like coach you with that? Or or do you just have to do all that on your own or your doctor? Yeah, I don't want to give names, but there's a couple very well-spread guys in the industry that are local to me, and uh, they'll help me, you know, with whatever I need. Just send them over the results, and we'll talk about them, and they can have a better understanding. For the most part, I understand it. I know it all. I just, it's always better to have someone smarter than you to tell you about it and if there's ever anything on there that I don't know it's just people are so fucking lazy nowadays like just type it into your damn phone it'll tell you exactly what it is yeah 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 so figure it all out on your own and that's probably would you tell anybody who's thinking like who's thinking about doing it A well you would say don't do it and then B you would say if you're gonna do it <clears throat> make sure you're talking to somebody who knows what the hell is up yeah and get blood work done before and after how the hell do you know 
you have low testosterone if you don't have blood work done. You know, how do you know you have high estrogen and you need a medical? You're not having blood work. But so much of the game is guessing. Guys just guess with their bodies, yeah, as opposed to getting the actual evidence. It's going to tell you. It's simple. It's cheap. The tests are cheap. You know, what I mean, if you're spending the money on the drugs. You should have the money for the test. That's yeah, yeah. That's well fucking said, right? <laughs> that's, it, that's some sound advice right there. Take it seriously. And I think some people just. They don't even do that because they know, oh, this guy does this, so I'm going to do that as well. And they think it's going to be the same. They don't realize everyone's bullshit, man. Like, and that's true, these guys are, yeah, They don't even tell you what they're really taking. That's true, too. You know? It's not full so, disclosure all the time. Right. I mean, I find myself joking about it at times where you just make a comment about, like, oh, just go take two grams of trend and you'll be okay. Like, am I serious about taking two grams of fucking trend? No, I would die. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah. you know people commit these students like oh Brandon Allen takes two grams of trim before every workout <laughs> that's, <laughs> you know, like, that's what I gotta do right yeah 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 that's why I'm not that strong <laughs> <laughs> no shit so looking ahead what do you think are some of these you got some goals uh, A that you want to hit in uh, the LA Expo one and then B for the US Open are we looking at probably with wraps? Do you want to hit into that thousand pound squat club? Oh, it will be absolutely with wraps. I can't be competitive without wraps. Yeah. We'll be in wraps, absolutely. Yeah, there's no point to go out there and squat in sleeves like a fucking idiot. Yeah, it's going to be a crazy day. Oh, well, I like the expo. Like I said, I'm trying not to put too much pressure on myself. That's kind of like a good comeback meet. I won't have to get wraps. I won't have the pressure of having to tie it. And, you know, so it'll just be a good day to come back, get the meat back under my belt, and feel confident again. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if larger things after the last meet. So I, I want to do that, do well. Do I have a number in mind? Of course I have a number in mind. I mean, anything better than 23 for me, um, just, you know, Grace knows why. Sure, if he's watching this, he'll he'll laugh. And then uh, at Grace, me the the goal would be to break twenty four hundred. Like I said, though, that could go on the top end of twenty four, or it might be a low end of twenty three, depending on the day. A shitty day, you know. We're doing such big jumps in between attempts. You miss two lifts, you might be two hundred pounds off. Yeah, you're expected, you know. Yeah. And do you do you like making big jumps? I mean, with that kind of weight on your back. You only got so much in you. Yeah, I never did until I started training with Chad. And Chad made me learn to like it because <laughs> he was programmed with gaps so big for me. And at first I was like, no, let's just do like 30-pound jumps. He's like, what's the matter with you? You're just wasting energy. Yeah, precisely. I'm, I'm not a guy that can afford to waste energy. Right? I'm a fucking slug. <laughs> so, like, it, it, it all started making sense. And then I would – now in the gym – I jump by hundreds, you know, on each side, and, or I just, I can't do the small jumps anymore. I just need to just already get there and get mentally prepared and just fucking go for it. Otherwise, all those warm-up sets, especially with deadlifting, your hands get torn up. And, yeah. And then with sets, you just get exhausted from fucking squatting so many times. Well, we've so, see, we seen how, like, for instance, even on, like, Eddie Hall at that, uh, the World Deadlift competition with the Strongman, and he went over a 1,000 pounds twice but his, he had a hell of a fight in his last dead. And then Brian Shaw, who was real close, like who, who on his third attempt and real close in weight, more or less smoked it. And people were comparing him like, look at these two. I think Brian Shaw had more on the bar and he left it and he might have he got it. But Eddie Hall's like, look it, I didn't pick my attempts well. One of them was way too close and he ended up way exhausting himself. And that's kind of like you're saying, right? Yeah, you. Yeah, he, if you um, yeah, like if you you have a number in mind, like and some guys will just want to do a small jump in between in case they miss it. There's not that far off. Fuck that. Just yeah. go for broke. You know what I mean? Like you got confidence. Don't, don't waste the energy. If you can do it, you can do it. If you can't, yeah. you can't. Simple as that. Yeah. You and, know, or, and who that, cares if you miss it? By, who cares if you missed it by a little or by a lot? It's, you know, the fact is you fucking missed it. Yeah. The only thing that people will remember is if you got it. So if you got it by a little or by a lot, it doesn't matter either as long as you got it. So. That's true too. 
And this, and that, yeah, that's well said. End of the day, it's your total that's going to win it. Not how, not the RPE rating you would have given your total. Right. <laughs> right. Never heard of oh, that's white, white. That's an eight RPE. You know, add more weight next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> well said. Well said. And was there? A, let me just. I just want to fire off because we had touched up on a couple things there. And you own a you own a small powerlifting gym yourself. I do. Uh, Filthy Power Gym. I don't know if you guys see what talk. There we uh, go. We're we're in North Las Vegas, small twelve hundred square foot powerlifting gym. Um, pretty badass. It's very very you know nitty and gritty. Just all you that you need, nothing that you don't. We got all the specialty bars. Just no fucking really no machines. I think a leg press and a hammer press is all we have. And <laughs> it's just old school, man. It's a good old school feel. Everyone gets to put whatever fucking music they want on. All my members have a keypad entry. Oh, so they good. can hit it anytime they want. Yeah. So a couple of us meet up at certain times. And I got a camera system on my phone so I can watch. And whenever there's a big group in there, sometimes we'll just go pop in and bullshit with everyone and help them out. And then uh, see if there's anyone in there up to no good and go in there and whip some fucking ass, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You got, like, gym rules posted up, the old powerlifting. Oh, yeah, everyone knows the fucking rules. I'm sure to give it to them. They yeah, all know. yeah, yeah. Read the Riot Act. Is there any big names yeah. in this gym? Anybody we might know? Um, well, Micah used to train in my gym. He moved to the other side of town. Um, Brittany Pryor used to come up every now and then. Uh, like I said, uh, Stan every now and then, but not really. He's got his own gym on the other side of town. Nick Best, uh, World Times Man, yeah. he trains at our gym. Oh, no shit. Nick Best does. Wow, yeah. okay. He just switched to um, powerlifting. I actually got him to do his first meet last year. Oh, no, this year, in the beginning of the year, which qualified him for the LA Fit Expo. So he'll be doing the LA Fit Expo, and, and he'll be doing the U.S. Open as well. No, no um, shit. Yeah. Is he, he's doing the U.S. Open too. How old's Nick now? He, he was in Strongman for a long time. 48, I believe. Is he 48 now? Yeah, because he was, he held on to, he'd be making the finals. Like, he was strong. Like. Well, he won the Masters this year. Oh, did he? Oh, no shit. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's between him and Mark Felix, you know, the big yeah, Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know Mark Felix. Mark, yeah. Mark turned 50 this year, and Nick was 48, and they went head-to-head, -head and Nick beat him. Oh, no shit, because Mark Felix is strong as hell. Dude, Nick's, can, Nick's still, like, one of the, and probably, like, the best shape out of any of the other strongmen as well, too, dude. Like, conditioning-wise, he's he's a fucking freak, dude, for being 48 and just as big as he is. You know, he's 300 pounds, and he moves. He just moves really well. You got to, for strongmen, you got to be. If strongman, I respect that because you can't just be a big dude who moves linear up, down. You got to pick, right. load, run, carry the whole nine, right? Yeah, you know, like, the difference in powerlifting and strongman is powerlifting is pure strength. Strongman is functional strength. Yeah. You know, and like for powerlifting, you don't need to be fucking athletic. Like, you just squat. <laughs> like, a, anyone can squat. You can squat as a baby. You know? <laughs> but, uh, strongman, those guys are a lot more athletic. And, but all, obviously, they suffer in the strength department because of it. Yeah. Because of how conditioned they have to be. Nick really took up your ass to powerlifting and gave up the strongman training. He could put some serious world records up for the Masters division. He already broke. He broke Ernie Senior's world record his first meet. Oh, oh no so, shit. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, he did like an 832 squat, like a 523 bench, and like an 815 deadlift, barely missing like an 840 deadlift. Yeah, yeah. So, and Nick, he's strong as they, yeah. they made like a documentary on Nick and his, and his family, right? The strongest family in, in America. Is that right? It was a, it was a show on like a... Lifetime or something. Like, I, yeah, we we'll saw it in Canada. We saw that up in Canada and shit. That was a pretty big. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah, like That's that. Cool. Yeah, like Nick's pretty big name. No shit. So yeah. at, your, at your gym, do you offer coaching at your gym? Oh yeah, I um have several clients who I coach uh, one on one, and I have other uh, clients who I program for. Um, online. I try to stay away from the online shit, man. You can't really help someone without being there in person, you know what I mean? In my opinion. Yeah. I could help someone online, it just wouldn't be to the satisfaction that I would like to be yeah. able to help them. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A person it's much more personal, and I feel like they get their money's worth. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm not doing this to become rich, so, I mean, it's, it's fun for me. Yeah, that's good. What do you think was... 
What's that? Go ahead. You gotta eat, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta eat, man. You got 10,000 calories to put in. What do you think was, A, the biggest, uh, like, the biggest single event in powerlifting for this year? Regardless of federation, regardless of weight class, what was the one event for you? Red Williams squat. That's that's the freaking one, man. Like, that's 1,000 pounds. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I saw something today that blew my fucking mind. There's this giant Samoan Jezza. squatting. Yeah, Jezza. Yeah, man. Yeah. The guy squatted 1,036 things. Yes, man. Yeah. Dude, can you believe that shit? And um, he was at. He, he's a. Uh, he came. I think he came second to Ray at the Worlds, but nobody's seen that he was like he just blew past Ray's squat, and that was fucking deep. Like it was a gym squat, but that was deep. Yeah. So, um, what's his bench and deadlift like? Does he have a good total, or is he just a squat guy? I think Ray's. I think that's where Ray pulls ahead of him. Right? Is uh, his his bench is his bench. Ray's bench is okay. He's deading though. Well into the 800s now. He, well, in his last meet, Ray was almost 900. He was, he's eight, getting close. Eight, he was eight, around 880 on his last meet. Yeah, headlines. so he's getting close to 900. Really? Yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's a strong fucking guy. Yeah, Ray, Ray Williams, that was kind of the I thing that slipped. I don't know Kirill coming out of nowhere. What's that? No, Kirill, the big Russian. And what did he pull? 881, he fucking totaled 2378. He broke Ray's record. Oh. He has the highest total right now. It, but is that IPF yeah. though? What was that? That was the other worlds in Russia, right? Oh, that was the Russian Federation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Did he squat Did a thousand? He what? Did he squat a thousand as well uh, in sleeves? No, 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 no. no. He, it's, this is, that's the guy that benched 738 last Oh, shit. He's got the world record for bench. Yeah, 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 yeah. These openers were all 300 kilos, 661. Yeah, it's it's he did like an 800 pound squat, a uh, 700 pound bench, and an 881 deadlift. Yeah, his his um, his, yeah, that's huge. Yeah. But his squat is, or sorry, his bench is the one that's a massive contributor to his total. And he's and he's like six seven or something crazy. Is he six seven? See, I've only ever yes. seen video, and he's always with other dudes who are massive too, right? So he he has doesn't he? He has the all time biggest bench still, right? He has the all-time biggest bench, and now he has the all-time super heavyweight sleeve total. Yeah. Wow, shit, man. You got a bench like that. Because he took the it's bench. Like, it's not even comparable. Like a 700-pound fucking bench. It's stupid. <laughs> yeah, well, like, that's, that's ridiculous. That's You got a guy like, yeah, fuck. You got maybe, I don't know who's going to take that bench from, though. Like Eric Spano hasn't been, I don't know that anybody's going to well, take it from. Well, Eric was thinking about, last I talked to Eric, he was thinking about, Doing the 308 record and trying to do like a 7 to 15, a 308. Yeah. Then go back up to super heavyweight and try to get 7 to 50. But he knows Kirill will come and break that eventually, anyways. Yeah. Like probably within like months. But uh, that was like the plan that I heard from him. But that was several months ago. And honestly, I think he's just kind of done, you know. Is he done? No shit. Because he hasn't been posting much on Instagram. He's just banged up all the time, dude. He's always fucking hurt. His shoulders just fucked. Yeah. And that's a tough thing he's when you're a banker. He's not young either. I mean, he's almost 40. You know, he's not. Oh, shit, is he? I didn't know that. Yeah. How, how's, how's the Russian? That kid, he's my age. He's like 20 fucking 7 or something crazy. Oh, no shit. Yeah. He's got a few years left in him then. <laughs> yeah, he's got a few years in him. No shit. Well, I mean, yeah. things can go south quick when you're, when you're that freaking big. And you move that kind of weight, man. A couple injuries, and I mean, especially with bench. What about, about the genetics of that kid, though, dude? He's like six seven, three hundred sixty five pounds, strong as up. He's probably got like a foot long wiener. <laughs> muscle fibers is different, you know. Yeah, no, it's true. He's the alpha male. He's a fucking alpha I, male. I, I want to see that dog. Is what I want to see. <laughs> I've heard it benches three fifty. Is that right? Is that right? Two board, <laughs> two board press, one board. Depends, depends on his mood. Depends on his mood. So, uh, so, so, who in who in powerlifting do you like to watch? Like, who do you find entertaining? You like the heavyweights? Do you watch the little guys, or is it? Can you not fucking watch it because you can't compare? Like, it's just too little. No, 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 no,
You were Oh, okay, okay. I was, I mean, that's that's pretty harsh if it's three hundred. You're not even over two hundred pounds, and you're a woman. I can't fuck with you. <laughs> that's right. You're an ugly woman. You know what I mean? So, do you? So, uh, I watch some of the little guys. I mean, uh, guys who are like personal friends of mine and stuff like that. You know, who I watch online, I watch. But uh, for the most part, my eyes are all—it's always on the bigger guys. 275, 308, super heavyweight guys. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I pay most attention to super heavyweight, you know. I mean, they're all cool. I, I like watching a lot of Jake John's videos, um, at Seaboy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? Okay, yeah. He's a real cool dude. Um, he's just funny. I think his videos are fucking hilarious. And then, uh, I mean, for the most part, I don't know. I watch older videos. Sometimes I'll, I watch a lot of Juggernaut, obviously, all checks. And Max Aid, all their content. I watch all that. Um, I watch a lot of Stan Efferding, like the Rhino Rant. I love that fucking series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I watch a ton of porn. <laughs> um, recently, I've been in a, I've been in like midget gangbang phase. So Is that right? Oh, no, shit. Recently. Yeah. But you got to mix it up again. You got to mix it up. Yeah, but my, my wife hated when I was in my granny phase because I'd make her wear like scarves and shit and like fucking. <laughs> <laughs> what a team player! She really is a team player, man. Shit. Oh, she's down. She's, she's down. down. She was the uh the my favorite was when I was having a breast uh, uh like the adult breastfeeding phase. And she caught me drinking off drinking a glass of whole milk. And uh what the fuck? This is not a true story. There's no way this is a true story. Jerking off drinking a glass of milk. I had a microwave at first and I wanted to offend. Oh shit. She's like broke up now. Jesus. Have you a big dude like you, have you ever thought about yourself doing some strongman shit? Because there's a lot, there's money in that. Well, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I got into strength sports by admiring strongman pretty yeah. much. Like, uh, I mean, obviously, uh, I didn't really know much about powerlifting. I thought it was just something they did in fucking Russia, you know? Like, I didn't know anything about it until I saw a bigger, stronger, faster. And then that's when I learned about powerlifting, you know? But... Strongman, I've been watching since I was fucking a little kid. I mean, Bill Casmar, all those guys I've been watching since I was a little kid. And uh, I always thought about doing it. I just, um, after I got done with football, dude, I got real fucking lazy. And, like, I just rather lift weights and just get huge now. Like, running around, carrying shit, that sounds like a lot of work. That's a fucking lot of work. I just, I just like, upgraded to now, like, I can get on top when we're in bed now. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> baby, baby steps. <laughs> baby steps, right. With this U.S. Open, do you think it's going to be a turn for seeing more paid events, or, See, do, you, do, you, it, or do you think that this is a one-time shot? And, and will will some of these big-name dudes like with with guys like like usually strongman? They say like Eddie Hall. People ask Eddie Hall. He's an amazing fucking squatter, dead or whatever. Why don't you do powerlifting? He's like, there's no money in powerlifting. Why would I? But if you're going to start handing out 40k, you might have some dudes like that being like, fuck it, I'm coming. Well, think about it already. Like, people are trying to make excuses on how everyone's getting so much stronger recently and this and that. Um, I think one of the main reasons is because the Internet, it makes it more available for people to see what's possible. And then the talent pool is getting bigger as well. Mm-hmm. The more and more women that get involved in the sport, like, whenever there's one girl in the sport, there's going to be five guys chasing that ass. So <laughs> the more and more girls that come into the sport, the more and more guys that come. And then the talent pool gets bigger and bigger. Think about right now, like the NFL, for example. You don't think there's some freaks out there like James Harrison or I mean, just these giant monster men that could probably squat 1,200 pounds raw? I'm sure if they train squatting every day like they train fucking football, yeah. they could. But there's no money in it, so why the fuck with it? Yeah. But now that there's more money, the talent pool is going to get bigger, which means more and more freaks are going to be coming out of the yeah. work. And the numbers are just going to keep going up and up and up until – until I reach a pinnacle, and I mean, I don't see that happening anytime soon. It looks like uh, the more and more exposure, the more big name sponsors are gonna get behind it, and then the, uh, and then the, you know, the better it'll be for everyone. I think they need to film it and then edit it and show it on TV, just like they do for World Strongest yeah. Man. You know, like you can't show it live because it's too boring. Yeah, you need to um, have it all clipped and then have someone that knows what's going on showing the battles and why they pick weights, and I think it could be entertaining. And could definitely get exposure that way. It's just 
someone's got to fucking do it, you know. And like, like I said, now with the more money involved, the bigger name sponsors will get involved. Think about someone like Harley Davidson picks this up. Yeah, you know, like the man's yeah. the show on Spike TV. That could be huge, you know. Be badass. Yeah, some be, some behind the scenes, some editing, some big lifts, stuff like that. Slow mo replays, yeah. some good content like Bill Casmar and shit. You got some big names like that. You're rocking and rolling. Well, I think like if they, it's, and then they just like for each lifter. So like, uh, let's say they have a big tournament that's going to be on ESPN or on TV. It's like 15 guys, right? Well, you you can have guys go to those camps of those 15 guys and film their training and the day in the life and things like that. So that way when you're showing it, it's almost like a UFC fight. Yeah. You show like the up to the meet and who they are. And that way you get a background of everyone. I think it could be cool that way. Just, you know, someone's just got to do it. At the very least, social media has helped like that in terms of giving the background. I mean, you, you, you got guys, some, some of you guys have fucking huge followings. Like, for 100,000 people watching. So, you're bringing a guy, he's already a, a star, and he's bringing 100,000 people with him. You know, or, right. or, right? So, that's where it, it helps at least with that. What powerlifting has, it has the grassroots. Like you said, if a couple sponsors are now seem to be getting involved, I mean, the U.S. Open has like a quarter of a million dollars just in awards. Let's say you let's say you kept a little bit of that and threw together a TV crew and put right. that on, right? So it's we got to be around the corner. Now we are right. going to see you, you got to have some dudes who are like an Eddie Hall or whoever the fuck uh, Brian Shaw who's watching this being like, all right, my schedule was these six events because I'm getting paid strong, man. I'll stop off for forty k. Right. He's just in Colorado. Absolutely, have some big things. Yeah, have some big showcase guys and shit, like have expedition lifts. There's a bunch of cool shit you could fucking do. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? just, the, the entertainment value is there. It just needs to be filmed and edited properly. And a couple big name dudes like that. Well, big names, and, and he, he gets the sponsors. The, 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 more more, the more guys that come in, the more money there will be. Yeah, yeah. Well, the more commercials they start putting in the sponsors. I mean, whoever wants to put their name on there. I mean, there's so much lifting gear out there. Yeah. Then you got, then you got, then you got your supplements, protein, stuff like that. You get one company throws a big name on there. It's it's free advertising basically to throw up fifty thousand yeah. bucks. This is a target market. It's that that because a magazine thing is fifty thousand bucks. I mean, you're going to get everybody that's interested in your sport looking at it, yeah, like yeah, that yeah. that product. So. Well, the U.S. Open is the big. All eyes are going to be on that because this looks like. Fucking crazy! Well, it's sacked. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's it's everybody that's big on on social media. You get to watch go at it, and that that's awesome. Yeah. All right, so are they live? What are they doing for that? Is that are they live? They must be live streaming it. Do you know much details or? or? I know that it, I know it's at the Del, uh, Del Mar Fairgrounds in San Diego, which is a uh, the big horse track where they do opening day. You know, every year. I don't know if it's like outdoor, indoor, in a big banquet hall. I have no clue beyond that. Yeah. yeah I just yeah. know it's at the Del Mar Fairgrounds. Which is like a six and a half hour drive for me. I, I wonder if they're gonna like throw production at this. You might as well. If you're dropping a quarter of a million. Yeah. Or do a pay-per-view. But look, this is the problem now when you do these online pay-per-views. For example, the fucking meet in Australia that just passed, right? You get these guys, family members or whoever, buying the pay-per-view, and then they just live stream it for free on Facebook. Yeah, fuck yeah. Like, what the work. fuck are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> It's the whole point to get people to buy it and get money into the sport, and you're just showing it for free. Do you think we're there yet for pay-per-views? Do you think we got enough of a following to pay-per-view, or do you think maybe live stream it and get sponsors? It's it's a tough call. I don't know the economics of it. Yeah, I don't know either. I think that probably live streaming to get sponsors would probably be the best route, to be honest. Right because now, yeah. I know the way that we're doing it right now is everyone's trying to do a pay-per-view, but it completely gets bypassed when they do the live feed. Yeah. Like big dogs in Australia, that shouldn't have been pay-per-view. It should have been free for everyone with sponsors, you know? And yeah. Could have generated more money that way, but... Yeah, more people they did watch. a pay-per-view and you had a couple people who were just showing it for free. I just didn't get it. And there's another thing with social media, man. You wait a day, everything's going to pop up on Instagram. Yeah, I know. But, you know, you know, we're, you know, we're fucking Americans. We want it now, so... Yeah, that's true, too. I can't wait 24 hours. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, is there anything else? I think we've covered, it's about an hour and 15 minutes. We always give everybody the opportunity to do a plug. Is there anyone, anybody you want to give a shout out to, thanks, anything like that right now? Even some of your own products, something, anything you want to say. Your sponsors? No. 
<laughs> oh shit! That was. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I definitely want to fucking uh. Obviously, shout out to my coach Chad Wilson Smith and Juggernaut Training Systems. They've helped me get you know as far as I've gotten recently, and I'm very thankful for that. Uh, obviously, my wife she does everything for me. She makes it happen. Uh, my sponsors uh, Iron Rebel, Edward Koo, and the Denisons. They're nothing but great to me. Um, Performance Labs, love those guys as well. That's my supplement sponsor. Uh, you know, I I, I saw uh, the Verpole. It's a product I invented to teach perfect deadlift technique. It's a great tool. If you guys want to check it out, there's content on my YouTube channel, which I just started as well. What's is there a link for the YouTube channel, Ben? It's Brandon Allen Filthy Power Gym, and mm-hmm. that's just uh, the, you know that's where you can find the YouTube channel. Um, the verbal can be bought on uh, FilthyPowerGym.com, and uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, check it out, see if you're interested. We mail out all over the world, so we can send it to you wherever you're at. Sounds good, man. And fuck me, you're a damn good interview. We gotta have you back at some point for sure. Hey, I appreciate you guys having me on. I'll always come back on anytime, man. Sounds good, man. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Good luck with your meet, and uh, we'll be in Thanks. touch. Thanks yeah, definitely. Take care. See you, man.